Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Executive Know-It-All. So glad to have you back for another week. If you're one of those people that is still listening since episode one, shout out to you. You're the real ones. You are the OJs. Thank you for supporting me. If you're new, also thank you for listening. I'm Louise, and today I wanted to talk about my fashion journey or my career journey thus far. Um, If you don't know me yet, I am Louise, and I was born and raised in Belgium, and I've always wanted to work in fashion, and right now I am, you know, I have fulfilled that dream. I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. I am working at a really, really cool fashion company i'm living in new york city i'm basically job wise really living that dream life that i think a lot of love people um have and that i also had growing up for so long and so i kind of wanted to dive into my journey and what i've done to get here and to get this far and yeah I think it's interesting and I think people can definitely learn from it if you have similar aspirations. Um, Also, if you're not, if you don't necessarily want to work in fashion, I think this can be applied to whatever industry you want to work in. And yes, before we get started, I just want to say that I'm definitely not the position that I want to end up in. at yet i'm 22 years old i literally just started my full-time job what is it like now four months ago five months ago something like that um i'm definitely not doing like the crazy even though i'm doing crazy fun cool interesting stuff there's always more you know and I definitely also don't want to pretend that I'm some, like, know-it-all or some, like, person who's, like, a total expert, total professional in the fashion field. Like I said, I just started my full-time job five months ago. I have only been in New York for, like, ten months, nine months, something like that. Um, But I do think that I have something to say, and I do think that maybe it could be interesting. Um, and yeah, that's why I want to make this episode. I don't know why, for some reason, in a lot of the episodes I do, I have like the need to justify why I'm doing the episode and like why I'm sharing my knowledge. And I always say like, oh, I'm not an expert, but I'm putting it out there anyways. And I don't know if I really should be doing that. I don't know if you guys, you guys probably already know, but. Yeah, I just don't want to come off as a know-it-all. Look at me keeping making jokes about my own podcast name. Anyways, let's get into it. Um, So growing up, I've always been into fashion. And I feel like, especially in the last year, that might be because I've met more people who actually do work in fashion. But I feel like saying that is so cliche. Because seriously, like, 70% of the girls that I meet have said that on YouTube all the time. Those, like, influencers, those YouTubers, whenever they start their own fashion thing or whatever, they 
always, always say I've always been into fashion. I've always wanted to do fashion. And so I feel like, I mean, that's not a bad thing. Obviously, it's something that is very aspirational. The whole fashion industry is very aspirational and very inspirational and very, you know, it's really a world that a lot of people want to be a part of. Um, and so, yeah, it was the same thing for me. I'm sorry that it's so cliche to start off this episode, but it, that's how it went. So I always wanted to be into fashion. I, from as long as I remember, like, picked on my own outfits. I, I told my mom, like, no, I'm not wearing that. I'm picking out my own stuff. I literally remember when I was, like, I don't know, like, eight years old, something like that. It must have been something like that, eight years, nine years old. I literally had a friend over who came over to like play with me and we went to the store and I literally told her okay I'm gonna style you and we're gonna like get a full outfit and we actually both of us got the same outfit and we bought that outfit and the next day we were proudly wearing the same outfit at school um and I remember I don't know if this is like an American thing or if it is just European thing or whatever but there's this um children's brand called Top Model which has like coloring books like sketching books almost I had shit ton of those um I really regret telling my mom to throw them away because that's so sad but she did I don't know why she listened to me but yeah I've always been on fashion I've always known that like this is this is what I'm gonna do of course I had other passions but I've never seriously thought about going into a different career or doing something else. So it definitely was a huge goal of mine. And I'm this type of person that when I want something, I'm going to get it. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that it's mine, to make sure that I make it into my reality, especially if I have such a huge passion for something. Like with this, I had a huge, huge passion for fashion. And so when I was younger, I feel like I obviously I didn't know that much about the fashion industry. Um, I'm not a nepotism baby like so many other people in the entertainment industry just in general. Um, so it's not like I grew up with fashion. I also didn't have anyone because that's also something that I feel like you hear a lot. I also didn't have anyone in my family who was in fashion or like anyone who like was particularly into making clothes so I feel like I had a quite a narrow view of the type of jobs that existed within the fashion industry and so for a really 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 long time I didn't really know what exactly it is that I wanted to do with that passion that I had I want I knew I wanted to work in fashion and I also knew that I didn't want to be a design a designer don't get me wrong. I fucking tried because, like I said, it, being a fashion designer, I'm, like, designing and sewing and stuff. Um, When I was really young, I really thought that that was the only option for me. So I tried to, like, kind of force myself to get good at it. And then I tried to force myself to... I never took too many steps into, like, actually sewing and all of that. But I, I tried to, like, actually... I don't know what what do designers do like sketch and like I try to like really be good at it and be prepared for then my future career because it had to be a designer blah 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 
Um, but I also felt that, don't get me wrong, I like sketching, but I didn't love it the way that you're supposed to love it when you're a designer. And I didn't, I had no interest in sewing and I had no interest in like, really, I had an interest in like how a garment was made, but like it was, it was a faint interest, you know, it's not like I actually was that interested in it that I wanted to like because you hear a lot of these stories of these like fashion designers now they grew up as a kid and they were so into fashion and they like are so interested in different textures and different textiles and all of that I never had that passion and so I went to a normal high school I kept telling telling everyone I want to work in fashion I want to work in fashion everyone who knew me in high school knew that I wanted to work in fashion I knew that I was into fashion that I was like very interested that I was trying to eventually do something um but I was just also in high school I wasn't really doing anything I'm from a small town in Belgium that has pretty much nothing to do with fashion I mean there is a fashion museum that they're like super proud of um but there's not that not that much that that many opportunities in my city to actually do something especially not when you're talking about luxury fashion which is the kind of fashion that I wanted to be in um so for my whole like high school era I didn't really do anything particular that you know, contributed to having a career in fashion, except for just absorbing knowledge, looking at shows, reading articles, you know, um, staying up to date with what's going on in the industry, trying to know names of designers, trying to become known with the whole industry without actually having to be in it and ha being at the locations where like I, I wasn't in Paris I wasn't living in New York I wasn't living in like any of the major cities so with nothing physically that I could do about it the only thing I could do at that moment was absorb knowledge so I tried to do that I tried to just like find out as much as I could about the fashion industry and Still, I tried to find ways in high school to somehow get involved. Um, obviously, something that some people do who where there are not a lot of like um, possibilities and opportunities is doing an internship. But I feel like for at least high school, I was not really, maybe that sounds like really stupid, but I was not really aware that people actually did internships I know no one no one who did an internship in high school like that's not really a thing I feel like also no one told me that was possible um yeah I had no idea and that sounds really really stupid but I really didn't know that that was a thing that you could do even and even if it was there wouldn't have been an internship in my city in fashion probably so the only thing that I could do is work in retail. So I did do that. I worked in um, a couple of stores, clothing stores, just like in retail. Um, 
also I don't think that really added anything to again to the career that I have right now and I don't think it really altered any of the my path I don't think it forged my path in the beginning and I don't think it influenced my path but it is another experience to add to your resume and at least you know if people look at your resume they can see that you've shown interest into the fashion industry from since you were young you know but apart from from that it really didn't do that much for my career and so by the time I was a junior in high school I knew that I wanted to go to fashion school like that's just to me that was just the you you know the logical next step to eventually have a career in fashion because I had no contacts like I said I had no experience I didn't really have any touch points in my life that I could yeah get experience from or like leverage and so for me really the only option was fashion school or at least so I thought so I was really really focused ever since I was like 17 16 I was really really focused on going to a fashion school and I had done tons of research because if you don't know Belgium is a very small country and there are not that many schools in Belgium at least compared to other countries and really the only fashion um course or whatever the like only fashion thing that I could find was fashion design and that's not something that I was interested in I already knew and by that time you know there wasn't enough because you have to like make a portfolio you have to get accepted into the school first of all I wasn't interested in it and second of all I don't know how to I don't know how to sew I would have never I don't know how to sketch I, I, I didn't have any of the skills that you needed to get into a fashion design um you know school so that was not an option so I tried to look for fashion like business fashion communication because something that I did know is that I really liked the idea of concept development and like I had a lot of ideas for like advertisements and campaigns and I was really interested in branding and brand strategy and all of that So I definitely realized by then that I lean much more to that business side of fashion rather than the design side. And so then I discovered by going on these fashion school websites that there's so many more jobs that you can do in the fashion industry that are not actually fashion design. So that was a a good thing for me. Um, And yeah, so then... I had a realization and my realization was that there is no fashion school in Belgium that teaches like the business side of fashion. It was only fashion design. And that was kind of a bummer because in Belgium, education is, it's not free, but it's really, really cheap compared to other countries. Um, The tuition that I ended up paying at the university, I ended up attending is 800 euros or something like a year um so compared to countries like uk or france or the netherlands like those are all like 
at least 5,000 and up a year or much, much more, 10,000, 15,000. Um, and then I'm not even talking about the U.S. Um, that's a whole nother category on its own. But because basically my family and just everyone, kind of the culture that we grew up in in Belgium is there we're not used to paying that much for a school my parents told me like i'm sorry but you can't do this we're not allowing you to go to wherever it is to london or to paris um because it's too much money and also in belgium there's it's, you can't really like take out a loan to go to university because people don't usually don't have to because it's not that much money um so something like that doesn't really exist so I didn't really have an option and there was actually this school in Florence that I died to go to I like found the exact um like it, I think it was called fashion communications that I wanted to do and it was like all the courses were seemed so like all the classes seemed so interesting to me and I was so excited and I was like oh my god Florence that's amazing it's Italy I want to learn how to speak Italian like I had this whole picture in front of my eyes um that I would go to this amazing fashion school and it was like everything but it was also twenty eight thousand dollars or euros or whatever and that was just not doable and my parents told me no and totally I respect that um so I had to go and find something else to do and I was really really bummed about it because obviously I wanted to do fashion and at the time I really really had this idea that I needed to go to a fashion school to get a fashion job which I later learned is not true but at the time, I really, really had this idea. I was like, if I don't get into fashion school, then I don't have the right contacts and I won't learn the right things and I won't do the right things and I won't get the right opportunities. So I was really, really bummed. And I was really um, pessimistic about finding another way to get to that goal of eventually working in fashion. Um, but like I said, there was no choice. My parents were not going to pay for the school. I couldn't pay for the school. I couldn't go to the bank and get out of loan. So there's no option. So I found this, um, course that I ended up doing, which was called International Communication and Media. It was at Thomas More University in Belgium. And basically the thing that attracted me the most about this course was that it was very internationally minded something that I always wanted to do is just go abroad I knew that I wanted was gonna stay in Belgium I knew that I wanted to live in Paris in New York I wanted to live a little all over the world and have tastes of different cultures and languages and countries and this was really this is still is really a course that really pushes you to do that. Um, in the second year, you have to do like an exchange, which I ended up doing, had nothing to do with fashion though. And then in third year, you're basically doing an internship. And um, also this course was basically what I wanted to do in fashion, but just like broad and just like, you know, 
not specified to one industry. It was just, it could be applied to every single industry. And so I ended up taking that. Really, I was not excited about it again because I really was so set on going to fashion school. But um, yeah, no, I started doing that and I went to Barcelona my second year on exchange. And um, actually in Barcelona, I took some classes that I ended up specifically focusing on fashion um for for example I took a journalism class and we were writing articles about the not about but like for the school website and I chose to only write fashion articles and the person who was like teaching the class was okay with that and he actually made me the head of the fashion department so that was something nice to put on my resume for another class we had to make like a cool campaign for a brand which happened to be luckily a fashion brand so that was another experience something else to add on your resume when you have absolutely nothing on there you have to like you know take these little things that you have small topics and classes that you've learned small projects that you've worked on and you have to really try to cater them towards the industry that you're looking to work in um so i even though I didn't go to fashion school again and in Barcelona, I also didn't go to the fashion school. I still try to get every chance that I take every chance that I had and really turn it into something that was usable for me in the future. Um, and then in the last year, I had to do an internship. And I knew I wanted to be in fashion. There was no, like... I already settled by not going to a fashion school. For me, there was no way I would not work at a fashion company. It was like a non-negotiable. I had to do it. And like I said, when I want something, I will get it. And so I applied to so many um, fashion internships. I really wanted to go to New York City, which is again even harder because that's going to the U.S. and if you don't know yet going to the U.S. like visa-wise and applying if you're not a U.S. citizen citizen or you don't have a green card is extremely extremely hard because people do not want to give you a visa they just don't and especially not an intern like why the fuck would they hire an intern there's like especially in New York in fashion there's 3,000 other girls in the city who can do exactly the same things that I can. You know, every time um, I even got a reply from a company because I barely got replies. I think in my everything that I applied for, I think I maybe got like two replies from companies. And every time I messaged them back and I was like, yeah, I'm from Belgium. I will need a visa. And I didn't even ask for them to pay for it. I was like, I'll take care of everything. I will do all the paperwork. I will pay for all of it. They were like, no, we're not doing it. We don't even want to talk to you. We don't even want to have you in an interview because we're not just not going to do it. And then I ended up getting an internship. Really kind of sudden, out of nowhere, and with not that much effort and I got that internship through a connection. Now, I'm gonna 
make a full episode about networking and making connections and stuff like that. Because as you can see from this example and um, just like in general, having a good network and knowing the right people can bring you so fucking far nowadays. It's super unfair and super insane that this is even like a thing. But this is the reality right now. And so I got that internship through someone that my dad knew. And yeah, I I wrote to the to the company and they were like, yeah, let's, you know, do a call. We want to see your face. And it was on the call. And um, that was it. After five minutes, I mean, I talked a little about myself and like what I was doing at school, what I was studying, why I wanted to come to New York and all that stuff. But I didn't do this huge pitch of like, I didn't say like anything incredible or like mind-blowing um but after five minutes she said okay like if you take care of the visa if you fill up the documents if you pay for it then you can come and so I did that because I knew that it was going to be my only chance and I knew that it's going to be the only company to you know allow me to to come all the way from Belgium without a visa and to like take care of everything because they still had to like fill in documents and all that stuff so they still had to put in some effort and so there I was in January earlier this year at the end of January actually 2022 I moved to New York City and I started working on my internship and yeah it was really exciting obviously because I finally felt like I was doing something that was going into the right direction you know for my whole life I wanted to and for so many years I had tried to do something in fashion go to fashion school um all of that and all all those times I had failed to actually make a serious step into the career that I wanted and this was like my first big thing like even though I was just an intern um, you know, it was, it was something that was real and I was really, really happy and really, really proud of myself for being able to do that. And so basically I was a fashion intern, but like the first four months, maybe three, four months, I did not do one single task that was glamorous. I did not do one single thing that was interesting or Like, I was basically doing whatever other people didn't want to do. It was, like, cleaning, folding boxes, um, like, cutting swatches, like, and this is very typical fashion. I think if you're working in the fashion industry, you're like, oh, that's normal. Why are you complaining about that? And I'm not complaining about that, by the way. I'm definitely not trying to complain, but I'm trying to say that you have to do whatever it takes. You have to do all the dirty jobs. You have to do whatever needs to be done to be at your internship, especially if you want to work in fashion, because that's just how it works. I remember coming home after like two months of my internship. I remember coming home to my friends and like, you know, every now and then we talk about work and how it's been going. And I had other friends who were also doing their internship and um we would always talk about our internship and how it was going. And they were like, what are you doing? You're learning nothing. Um, 
that's not good because I was actually supposed to be reporting back to like my school and be like, oh, this is what I'm learning. And this is all communication and marketing that I'm learning. I wasn't doing anything communication and marketing. Um, so yeah, I was doing all the stupid jobs, but I was there. I was in New York. I was working at a fashion company. Like it's just the start. And I knew that. And after two months of like doing these stupid jobs, um, I do have to say I actually learned quite some stuff from that. Not any skill stuff, but I learned about the company um, and kind of how it worked and the philosophy and stuff like that. And so that did give me that time, which I am really grateful for. And so after two months, I, w I was kind of tired of it. I was like, okay, I have to report back to my school that I'm actually doing something that's like related to what I'm studying. So I have to pitch myself. And I started doing that after, like, a, like I said, about two months of being an intern. I started to pitch myself. I started to, because I kind of finally had like kind of some you know, understanding of what the company was like. So I started to talk to my supervisor. I was like, I can do this. I can do this. What if I do this? What if I work on this project? I, um, someone was out sick one day. I was like, I can take over tasks. It was like something Shopify thing, some website, SEO. That is what I studied. I was, I told my supervisor, I studied this. Like I have enough knowledge to take it over for one day. Um, and she didn't let me at first. She was just listening to everything that I was saying, but she, that, that, that's kind of where my ideas died. She was like, nah, nah. Every time I, I said something, she was like, eh, no, not really. Then I started to go to the president of my company. Luckily, we're a pretty tight company. We're pretty small. Um, and I started going to her and I was like, okay, well, I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. And I started pitching and pitching and pitching myself. And I feel like very, very, very slowly after a while, I did get some more, um, you know, some more responsibilities. And that was really good. And I got to put myself with those responsibilities as well. And that's something happened. And sometimes in life you got to be lucky but you also gotta when you're lucky you gotta realize that you're lucky and you gotta step up your game and so that's what happened with me I got lucky and the person that was doing communications at our company quit and she quit and she left the company like I think there were some rumors about her quitting and then, like, a week later, two weeks later, she, she left. And so, obviously, my boss didn't have a replacement yet for her because it was pretty last minute. And so, I immediately stepped up to, you know, to do the job. And obviously, I didn't completely take it over because she was someone who had been working there for five years. I can't, like, I'm an intern. I had, like, basically zero experience with any of this. I cannot just completely take over a job from someone has been there for five years and had much more education and much much more experience than I have but all of the things that I did have knowledge of that she was doing for example social media for example like anything communications wise making graphics um 
handling press requests. She did teach me how to do that. I started just taking over. I didn't even ask my boss, can I do this? No, there was no, no one to do it, so I did it. And after a while, I think my boss started realizing that there was actually no need to interview other people and there was no need to hire someone full-time because I was doing that job full-time and I was not getting paid by the way it was an unpaid internship um but yeah so she asked me to stay and to be full-time and to basically have that job. And obviously I said yes, because it's a crazy, crazy good experience. And even though, if you've listened to any of my other episodes, um, even though I wasn't the happiest here in New York, I knew that it was something for my career that I just needed to do. And I did it. And now I'm still working there. I'm working full time. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this already in the beginning of the episode, but I am the PR and communications assistant. I get to work on really, really cool projects for my company. And I'm really, really happy that I'm with them and I got the opportunity. And I'm really grateful to work there. And so for the future, I don't know yet. Um, I also don't want to give too many things away on this podcast right now um but there are some changes coming up soon it's still a bit away but soon there are some changes coming up so it's exciting and i'm just excited to keep growing into you know into my career and like i said eventually hopefully get that like ultimate job or company or whatever that i want to um I want to work with and I, the job that I want to do at the position that I want to have. Um, yeah, I definitely want to make an episode about networking and about how to get hired and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I, I just thought that this maybe could have been interesting to someone who's also interested in working in fashion and who's also kind of going through that same things that I went through um so that I hope it was if you're listening and you want to work in fashion please go for it please don't wait I think that's it for me I don't know I think I don't think there's anything else that I want to say I'm really happy with my job as I already mentioned I get to do really cool stuff I get to work with really cool people that I have a lot of respect for and that I admire a lot And I'm just really excited for what's to come next and for the future. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow Executive Nomadon on Instagram and TikTok. And please give me a review if you haven't already. It means so much to me. I've seen that quite a few people have done it already. So that makes me really, really happy. Thank you to you if you did that. And um, I will see you in the next episode. Ciao.